Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom-designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome, my friend. Happy Tuesday. If you're listening on schedule, we are only days away from Christmas 2021. And I think it's so crucial that you don't let the next few days slip through your fingers and miss out on the special nature of this season. We celebrate Jesus's birth later this week. And while it's tempting to get caught up in the rush of hosting, preparing, gifting, and feasting, I find that the true beauty of Christmas can be found in the slow and simple moments of this special time of year. So make sure you slow down and pause long enough to enjoy some of them. All right, so let's get started on today's episode. It is um, Christmas themed slightly because we're going to be looking at a common theme of light that comes up in multiple scriptures from the Gospels, okay? So surrounding the birth of Jesus. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Shine Bright. I remember when I was a kid having a few years where my sister and I took part in our church's nativity Christmas play. And I can't remember exactly what role we played, but I'm remembering like a little sparkly halo one year. I think we brought our bathrobes one year for shepherd's costumes. So those are vaguely in my memory, but I don't exactly recall what we were. But I do remember waiting to get out on the stage platform and seeing my parents in the audience. And I always loved hearing the story of Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus in the manger. And one of the things that always grabbed my attention most was imagining the star that guided the wise men as they came to meet the new king in the stable. Does anybody else love the idea of this long journey for them at night with only the bright star in the sky to follow? The star in the sky, the ability for it to lead, guide, and direct, for it to mark the location of a tiny baby who was already destined to be the king of kings. Here's a really cool thought. Like a star, our bodies are composed of the same elements as the stars. So oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sulfur, sodium, magnesium, all elements that are naturally found in the makeup of our human bodies are also crucial in the makeup of the solar bodies. So God used many of the same ingredients to make you and I as he did the beautiful stars that we see shining in the night sky. My sister 
You have been called to be a guiding star in our dark world. You've been called to a very important role. You were made to shine bright. You have been called to be the light in someone else's darkness, to be the star in someone else's story, and to help guide and lead others to the King of Kings as well. We have been called to share Jesus's love with others and live in a way that shows those around us what it means to be the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. Are you living in such a way that if people see how you live, they would say it's just so different from how the majority of the world lives? Would they see your joy that comes from the Holy Spirit residing within you? Would they see your helpful, generous, courteous, patient, and forgiving ways? Ways that seem backwards from the ways of the rest of the population. Well, that is how we as Christians are called to live. But isn't it ironic that the great desire of so many Christians is that we just want to fit in and be like everyone else? But the truth is, my friend, if you are just like everyone else, then you are not just like Jesus. You are not going to be living in a way that you are called to and living up to your star potential if you follow the crowds and be like the rest. So is it maybe time to ditch the ordinary average and following the crowd ways to discover how you can in fact become a beacon for others? God knows exactly how bright you are meant to shine, and he wants to use your light to change the world. We know the old saying that actions speak louder than words, but have you ever heard this expression? I love this. I heard this the other day, and I thought it was just brilliant. It said that the way you live your life might be the only Bible that someone else gets to see. That's deep, my friend. The way you live your life might be the only Bible that someone else gets to see. It might be the only way someone else gets to witness Jesus. Not everyone knows Jesus and not everyone has read the good news. Not everyone has invited the Holy Spirit to dwell within them. But you have the opportunity today to become a walking, talking example of what God's peace, hope, joy, and love can do to someone. Your actions and the way you choose to live is a testament to who you are called to be through Christ. But do they align? If you've got star power flowing through your veins, are you living in a way that others can witness that? I love the idea in the verse that we just read from Matthew, that when you have a light, you don't hide it under a basket. You don't try to dim the light or contain it. You place it up high so that the light can spread as far as possible and be seen by many. The higher up the lamp is, the more dark corners it can illuminate. Every time you walk into a room with other people, you get to be the light and make a choice. Will you keep the light of Christ shining bright while you're amongst them? 
Or will you decide to extinguish your light in order to fit in with the crowd? For example, with the conversations, debates, jokes, and beliefs, and when they don't align with what you know. So rather than choosing to extinguish your light, use these encounters with others as opportunities to show what it means to live to a higher expectation. So for example, if you're around people and the conversation around you turns negative and it's filled with complaining and toxicity and talking about others behind their backs, instead of chiming in with something similar and contributing to that conversation, why not completely change the subject with something positive or give a compliment about the person that someone is bashing? Sometimes it takes someone to step up and simply change the tone in a room to allow the whole group to rise up to a higher standard. Think about it. There is really not anyone who can't benefit from seeing your light. Your kids, your coworkers, your spouse, your relatives, your friends, community members, it will benefit everyone to some degree. Jesus is often called the light in scripture. And I found this verse, which really puts into context how Jesus is the light of the world. Okay, so this is from John chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. It says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. God sent his messenger, a man named John, who came to tell the people about the light, so that all should hear the message and believe. He himself was not the light. He came to tell about the light. This was the real light, the light that comes into the world and shines on all mankind. You see, because we have the Holy Spirit within us and filling our souls with light, we have the unique ability to share his light with others by allowing it to shine into their darkness. Any act of kindness, generosity, humility, forgiveness, and gratitude in the presence of others, allows them to see how you are different from the rest, different from the masses, set apart and held to a higher expectation of living because you have the ultimate example of light and goodness as your role model. Consider the fact that there may be people you meet in life who do not know Jesus yet, but They come to know him because of the way you choose to shine. Be the light in someone else's darkness today. I went back into the Gospels and looked for examples of light during the story of Jesus' birth. And I wanted to share three examples with you, okay? So this first one is from Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. And it says, Where is the baby born to be the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it came up in the east, and we have come to worship him. Luke chapter 2 verses 9 to 11 say, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were terribly afraid, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I am here with good news for you, which will bring great joy to all the people. This very day in David's town, your Savior was born, Christ the Lord. And John chapter 12, verse 46 says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Let's be honest. 
It's not always the cool, popular, mainstream, or easy option to choose to let your light shine bright. It's often easier to hide your light when around others who don't want to see it. And it's sometimes simpler to go along with the crowds rather than knowing that you are set apart. It's less work at times to live in a way that reflects the opinions of the masses rather than knowing that you have been called to a higher standard than that. But when you have been called, my sister, you can't deny, ignore, or silence that calling. When you choose to let Jesus's light shine from within you, people begin to notice. And those people around you will begin to say that there is something special about you, something they just can't put a finger on. But they recognize that you aren't just like everybody else. So rather than you conforming to the crowds, the crowds will begin to want to know what it is that makes you so unique. And that, my sister, is when you get to let your light shine even brighter, to show people that it's okay not to choose negativity and hate and intolerance and greed and ignorance, to show people that there is something different, something better, and something that can completely change the direction of their life, to show people what it means to live with the light of Christ radiating from within you, to show people how in a dark world, you can choose to be a light. Today, you have the option to choose to place your light on a hill where others can see it. Your attitude, words, actions, and motives can either turn people towards or turn them away from getting to know God. Remember that you might be the only Bible someone else gets to know today. Like that bright star leading the wise men to the manger, you have the opportunity to lead others to Christ. You have been made to shine bright, my girl. So let's take a second here. We'll close in prayer together. This is our last prayer that we get to do before Christmas. And let's just take a second to to thank Jesus for being here with us. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the way you've come into our life, for your birth way back in Bethlehem, and for allowing us so many years later to get to know you. Lord, you've just changed all of us in so many ways that we can never truly thank you for it. But we are so grateful for all you've done in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls to just be called to a higher expectation through you, to know that we don't have to settle and do what everybody else is doing and what the world tells us is what we need to do. We want to listen and to be guided and directed by what you tell us is most important. Lord, we know that that comes from your word and your scripture, and we want to stay in communication with you through prayer. So we're taking time today to thank you for that. Lord, we ask that during this Christmas season that you bless and protect all of us, our families, our friends, our people in our lives. We know that the holidays at times are very difficult for people, whether it be the loss of a loved one or the memories of those that have gone before us. It's just challenging at times. You know, people are going without, families are going without, people are in all sorts of situations. And Lord, we just ask for your blessing, for your favor and for your provision today for those in need. Let our spirits and our hearts be generous 
please let us be a blessing to somebody else today. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my sister, I hope that you truly have the most amazing Christmas. Take time, like I said, to slow down. I know it's it's hard. It's all just going to be a blur after when you look back, I'm sure. But, you know, these special little moments that you can have, whether it be just before everybody in the house gets up and, you know, pausing just to look at your tree or your lights or the star on top of your tree and to remember that you have the opportunity today to shine bright in your own environment around you, but also to be a bright star for others to look to um, in a dark world. You know, there's lots of brokenness in our world, lots of time where it's not always pleasant, but we have that special ability to have that brightness radiating from within us today. So be that blessing for somebody. I wish you the most amazing Christmas. I wish you the most amazing week. I'll be right back here next Tuesday, and I hope you'll join me for that. I love you all. I wish you all of God's blessings for today from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 